You're listening to Story Trails The Interviews, a micro-series that precedes the complete Story Trails series launch by Becky Stirrup. What was that? Oh yes, name and occupation. Well, name... Pan, <laughs> old family name. <laughs> oh, did, did you see that over there then? Uh, what, what? Oh, yes, yes, occupation. Okay, well, I'm a rare creature magicalist. It's a bit like one of those human naturalists, only <laughs> with, with magic. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do you see that? Do, do you see that? Just hunker down, hunker down for a moment, hunker down. Oh, oh, good goodness, we we could be looking at a nest of story sticks. Oh, oh I haven't seen any story sticks since the fairies disappeared. Oh, goodness me, this this could be a real find, a real find. But, but, but we must be, uh, we must be quiet and, 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 and ever, ever so gentle. Yes, yes. You see, what we do, what we do is, is we approach with a sort of gentle humility and begin an overture dialogue with the potential story sticks by simply saying once upon a time you see and you, you you gently clasp on in your in your in your digits like this and you, you hold it up uh, uh, and and you say ever so gently repeat with me ever so gently once upon a time and then then you wait for the stick to whisper its story. Maybe about to speak. Just give it a moment. Give it a moment. It could be shy. Of course, it could just be a stick. Yes. Yes. Yes, just a stick. What was it you wanted to talk about then? Oh, yes. Humans, I understand that the guide has put in the necessary paperwork requesting that the barriers between the human and the magical realms be lifted in order to begin offering tours to human groups along the Enchanted Trail. Yes, well, uh, I suppose I don't mind as long as they leave the truly rare beings alone. (laughs) Not, Not that there are any these days, of course, What's a magicalist to do? <laughs> yeah, I say, do you think that could be a pile of singing sticks? Yes, yes, I think we should approach, we should approach. Come with me now, come with me. And with gentle humility, see, and we start to sing a gentle love to the sticks. You've been listening to Story Trails The Interviews, a micro-series that precedes the full series launch of Story Trails The Ultimate Package Holiday, a podcast for grown-ups and children to enjoy together. This micro-series has been developed specifically to provide families with something fun to do during these tricky times. Each episode introduces a character from the Enchanted Realm, gives you a creative mission that, should you choose to accept, may result in your wonderful creations being displayed on the Story Trails website, and includes a chapter from the latest draft of my book, The Knotbird. Keep listening for this week's creative mission and the chapter from The Knotbird.
This week's creative mission is to find, draw or make your very own story stick. Hold it up and say, once upon a time. And what story does it tell you? Email pictures of your story stick or your stories to info at storytrails.co.uk and keep checking the website to see your work displayed at www.storytrails.co.uk. Keep listening for this week's chapter from The Knotbird. The Knotbird is intended for children from the ages of 8 to 10, but some younger and some older children may enjoy it. The story includes themes of family, separation, friendship and identity. Towards the end of the book, it also includes some violence and death. It is a journey of discovery and found family. These chapters are taken from the latest draft of the novel, and the published book will likely be a bit different from the one you hear here. I hope you enjoy the following chapter. The Knotbird, Chapter 3 As Flodder grew strong and healthy, Barrow made an art of finding fault with him. The obvious differences were easy. He did not have a beak, he had a strange tail, no feathers, and he could not whistle. Flodder could not be one of them, and even though the knotbird had always been kind and gentle with the other chicks, Burrow remained fearful. The birds of the colony may have accepted Flodder, but many sympathised with Burrow. Merchan's daily visits to Chiro's nest had set her apart from her friends. They were reluctant to speak freely around her, and some of them felt that her attachment to the green chick was a little strange, even for a mother. It was obvious that something else had laid the egg, but Chiru acted as if Flodder really was hers. Chiru learned to live somewhat apart from them. She pretended not to mind when they forgot to invite her to a nest warming. She no longer flew to the highest branches to sing her song. Her whistle had become quiet and mellow. Merchant tried to encourage her to seek them out. They would learn to accept her again if only she would let them get used to her. But Chiru had always been shy, and the loss of Barreau hurt her more than Murchan knew. And so the days passed, and Chiru gave herself entirely over to the well-being of her chicks, particularly Flodder. He fascinated her from the beginning. The way he looked was not ugly to her, just different. She compared him with her other chicks, matching their development, noting the differences and the surprising similarities. She loved them all, but felt a growing kinship with Flodder. She had never been isolated within her community before, and it made her understand Flodder all the more. He often felt embarrassed when the other chicks told him to put something on because he had no feathers. He would stay up all night shivering, looking at the lights in the dark sky, and wishing that tomorrow he might see a quill poking through his skin. But no feathers grew, and Flodder stopped wishing in the night. Instead, he crawled under Chiru's wings and snuggled next to her warm body. They were a comfort to each other. Flodder loved Chiru. She did not make him try to whistle all the time like the other birds, or peck at him to look for feathers. Instead, she said that he'd find his own song, and that his skin was such a beautiful shade of green, he did not need feathers. She told him that each bird had a different gift. Flodder's heart would lift when he thought that they were all different, really. And there was one thing that he could do better than any of the other chicks. Flodder could fly. And he flew faster, further and better than any of them. He flew so much that Chiru worried. And though he promised not to stray too far... 
when he was away from the nosy, severe birds, he would forget his promise. As he set off from the nest that day, Flodder could not have guessed how much his life was about to change. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Story Trails, The Interviews, a micro-series that precedes the upcoming podcast Story Trails, The Ultimate Package Holiday. This episode was created and acted by Becky Stirrup. The wonderful music was provided by the very talented King Rich, and for a full list of sound effects and credits, please see the show notes. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. Remember, words are magic, and that's why putting letters in order is called spelling.